Proverbs 15, 16, and we'll just speak there just for a few minutes, and then we'll move forward and try to, to do what the Lord's asked us to do this morning. And, um, Proverbs 15 and 16, and I, and I, I don't want to be long if the Lord don't want me to be long, but I don't want to be short if the Lord don't want me to be short. I want to do exactly what he wants to do. Too often we get caught up in what we want to do, and um, and we get mixed up. Let me assure you this morning, if the anointing is not with you, then we don't need to be talking. Amen? I like for the anointing to speak through me in my life. Amen? Because it's not my words that will change you but it's the word of the Lord that will change you, amen. It, it molds you, it refines you, it's, my goodness, it makes us who we are, amen. It, it, it can take you in from a, a life of cursings into a life of blessings today if we honor God and the anointing. What does it say? It breaks the yoke, amen, the anointing breaks the yoke. I'm thankful this morning for the anointing of God, amen, and what it does and, and how we can read about it throughout the word uh, in our lives and how it can change us. The, the word is alive. It is quick. Amen. It's what the Bible said. It quickeneth our mortal bodies. It makes me alive. You know what the, the Bible said, and i got to really quick say this. For the word is Jesus. That's what the Bible tells me in John. It says, uh, for the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, the, uh, in the beginning, the first says the word was with God and the word was God. Amen. And that word came down being Jesus in the flesh, and he lived his life here. And that's what the Bible's saying. And let me tell you this morning, if the word can quickeneth your mortal bodies today, then we need more Jesus. If you're dead today, then you need Jesus. Amen. If, you're, if you've been walking through your life and you've been going through time and you just don't feel alive, I'm talking about real life. I'm not talking about going through this life. I'm talking about truly living life. Amen to the fullest, and that's with Jesus Christ, amen, you have experienced him, the Savior, amen, if you've experienced the Savior, say amen this morning, I'm glad I know who Jesus is, amen, I'm glad that I've experienced the goodness and mercy of Jesus Christ, I heard somebody say the other day about goodness and mercy, a lot of times goodness is looked over, and it goes straight to mercy, we all understand mercy, you want to know what goodness is, is when you sin and nothing bad happens to you, why is that so, because I know sometimes I see you do that, you know that at least something happens, and immediately my mind goes, my goodness, Ryan, why did you do that, you know the Bible says, for the wages of sin is what? death yes ma'am and yes sir today if we sin and we fall short of the glory of God there will be punishment there will be things happening there is consequences for your sin I tell you what that goodness part if he don't if you sin and you kind of feel like well I don't think nothing bad happened to me this time you know what that is that's the goodness of God that's the goodness of God over your life. And he says, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I love my child. I'm just going to be good to him. I'm going to be good to him. And there will be a time later on if you think, I promise you, I heard somebody say one time, I thought it was pretty comical. He said, "He don't think because you bypass it that one time that he's looking down saying, hey, it's okay. He's my favorite. 
No, that ain't so. It's his goodness and his mercy, amen. It is important that we let the word of God quicken up our mortal bodies, make us more than alive, not only for you, but for your family and for the community, your workplace and everywhere you go, that you may be the light of the world that Matthew talks about, a city set up on a hill that you cannot be hid. We'll talk about a light here in a little while longer. But if Jesus is in your life, there is no light. Proverbs 15, 16. This is a thought that I had. I feel like that the Lord had given me. And I've said it, goodness, many times. And um, so I just want you to bear with me. Um, but I thought about. I thought about little is much when God is in it. And you know, there's an old song that talks about that. And it says, I'm not going to say it, but it says, little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame, for there is a crown. And you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. I think about that. Listen to me. I think about that. And I think about what that means to me. Little is much when God is in it. Let's read Proverbs. Here I have done lost myself here in my page. And it says in Proverbs 15, 16, Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. I thought about little. Folks, we're little this morning. We are considered to be very small. And matter of fact, there's a song that says we're nothing without God. If you don't know this, I want to tell you this morning, you were created to worship God. You were created in mind that he had a plan for you and every individual that your life, that you would find the Lord and you would get on the path that he's chose for you and you serve him. Now today, it may be one of those that, that you don't enjoy what I'm going to say. But if you haven't got on that course and you haven't begun to live for Christ and you hadn't begun to seek out all the things that God has for you, if you're living your life for you this morning, you don't understand the last part of that when it says little is much when God is in it because you're still small. I don't know about you, but I look back at times in my life and I think about all the times when God showed up and then it become a big deal. I tried to fix it with my own hands and do it my way and it never did work out. But when I let God do his thing, God done it the way that he wanted to. And guess what? It was perfect. Amen. It was perfect. 
So, I begin to think about little as much when God is in it. I thought of a story over in John, and it, it was talking about where he fed the 5,000 men. Anybody, everybody probably has heard of that story. You remember where he went out and he was in a desert land? And he, he had how many loaves? How many loaves? Five loaves and how many fishes? Two. There you go. I'm checking you. I'm seeing if we've been reading the word a little bit. Five loaves and two fishes. Okay? Now you tell me how in the world a man or woman or anybody can take that amount, white bread, that's my mind putting five loaves of colonial bread laying here, white bread, that's my kind, and I get over here and I lay down some fried fish fillets as big as I can get them. And I'm going to feed 5,000 men. Not counting women and children. Some say that it's possible there's 10 to 15,000 people here. How many say little is much when God is in it? Amen. So when you think about that and you think about in a desert place... <laughs> Whew, thank you, Lord. When you get in a place, come on, somebody in here is in a desert place this morning, and you need to hear what God's trying to tell you. But just because you're walking through a dry and barren land, maybe you just got out of one, but little is much. But when you get God a hold of your situation, I told him this morning at worship practice, I said, there's one thing that's been on my mind for a few days, and I can't get rid of it. I said, I don't know if I'm going to talk about it, but I overheard you would be amazed at what speaking faith out of your mouth will do in your life. Too many times we got people that wants to be negative. We got people that wants to talk discouragement. We got people want to say things against people. That is not of God. If you think it is, you've been misled in your life. Listen to me. God is, is, is going to speak things over your things. He's going to speak favor over your life. He's going to speak goodness over your life. He's going to speak the good things. And we should do the same thing. We don't need to go around saying, well, Pastor Jeff ain't worth two cents. I ain't never in my life seen a pastor like him. Brother Don's all right, but he's only here half the time. I know he's had some surgeries, but I don't know about Don. He might not ever make it. Hey, I don't know about that worship team up there. You know, they've been singing. Listen now, they've been singing some new songs. I don't know about that, you know, hey. He don't preach out of the King James Version Bible. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if he needs to be preaching or not. Let me tell you something. There's one way you can tell real quick if the anointing's in it. The anointing. Do you have discernment of the anointing? Can you tell when the anointing's here? Listen. The Bible says over in Psalms chapter 1, when the godly people get all together and the Holy Ghost gets to moving, the other people can't sit around very long. I want the real thing this morning. I don't want a fake imitation of something. Bless God, I don't want just something that can dose me a little while and make me feel good. I don't want to be full of emotions. I want the truth and the real thing this morning. 
You may have an imitation of something this morning and you think you've got it all figured out because you show up on Sunday morning and you get a little bit of Miss Shirley's testimony rubs off on you, get a little feel good, and then you go over here, Miss Benita just saying, boy, it felt good, didn't it? But you know what? If it ain't the real thing, you're missing it. Get here on Sunday morning, it's feel good. Wake up on mo- or, or Sunday morning, wake up on Monday morning. You're a different person. My goodness, what revelation tells you? Said I'd rather you be hot or cold. Said if you be lukewarm, I'll what? Spew you out of my mouth this morning. He's looking for somebody that's going to get all in. New Life Ministries, let me tell you this morning: if you get all in, this community will change. This church will change. And I'm not saying it's bad, but there's more for this church. It's not just what we see right now. There is more for this church. You that's praying, been thinking about, you may not have been somebody I think may have been wanting their family to be saved. Quit just going through the motions and start speaking faith out of your mouth saying, I know that the Lord's going to save them. I believe in my life that the Lord is going to save them. The Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. Won't you start acting like it and start saying, Jesus, one of these days my husband's going to walk through that door. Lord, I believe it. And you be positive. Speak faith in front of them. Speak life in front of them. You say, I don't understand why all these problems is coming my way. Listen to me. Little is much when my God gets in it. Little becomes great when God gets in it. But when he's not a part of it, it's still a very small thing. And let me tell you, you can't make it big on your own. To the world, you know what the world says? They said bigger is better. They want you to think if you can just come up with it yourself, bigger is better. You can't. There's only one way, and that's Jesus. Little as much when God is in it. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you this morning, I don't mean to, I don't mean to get on nobody. or don't. Because guess what Ryan had to do? I don't remember if it was my wife I told or the people this morning I told. Her, Lord, I, Allie, she's not in here. I said, when I got out this morning for worship practice, I said, Lord, have mercy. The Lord has just raked me over the coals this morning and yesterday. And all week since I thought about little as much when God is in it. And I get to thank Lord, thank you for forgiving me. He gave you one chance. What if we had a God this morning that didn't care? He gave you one chance, and when you fell short, he turned his back on you, and you was done for. That ain't the way God works. Matter of fact, he told us to be just like his son, and what did it say in the Scripture? It said, you shall forgive 70 times 7. Amen. I don't know about you, but that tells me every single time. Amen. That's just, I think that we ought to love like he loved. We ought to love like he loved. Praise the Lord. Where does my, I thought about this. Where does my help come from? I want to tell you this morning, I've let people down in my life. And I'm ashamed when they called on me. Maybe I couldn't do exactly what they needed. You know, even more so, my wife needs me to do things a lot of times or ask things, and I don't always follow through. 
you can probably testify that you've probably let somebody down in your life. But our help comes from the Lord. I can promise you, Charlotte, that I'll come help you. But there'll be a time when Ryan falls short. But there'll never be a time when the Lord falls short. He's always there. He's always there. Think about that. When you needed the most help you ever needed, when that loved one lost their life, and you needed somebody, there's a lot of people will be there. But there's one that will never leave your side. Never, ever leave your side. Where does our help come from? I thought about this, and I'm going to read out of a different translation. Psalms 121. I'm just going to read a couple of verses. It's Write that down. It's, it's good stuff. You need to go check that out. But this is an NIV version, but I like the way it reads it. And it said, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. <laughs> my Lord, have mercy. There's a lot of people who wants to praise the creation and, and, and all that. I don't, there's a lot of different beliefs out there. But why in the world would we want to uh, praise the creation when we can praise the creator? Amen. I try to think about it. It don't make no sense to me, the one that made all of it. Amen. So uh, the maker of heaven and earth, indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. He's telling you today, church, if you need me, I'm always there. <laughs> Did you hear that? He, he said, my help comes from the Lord. My help, listen to me. How many, I just want to say something. How many times when you knew you need to get on your knees and you need to cry out to God for your help, where your help comes from, but yet you pick up the phone and you call your best friend and you complain, 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 complain. Listen to it now. We know the truth, but yet we steer from it. <laughs> it ain't going to do you no more good. To get on that phone and talk bad. What's going to do you some good is to get on your face before God. He has all the answers this morning and this evening and from now on. Where does our help come from? I thought about something else. And I love this scripture over in Psalm 119. And you know, I, I refer to this quite often. But thinking little is much when God is in it. Talks about over there in 119, it talks about for the word is a, check it, lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word, what did I say a while ago? Jesus, how many wants to know where you're going? How hard of a thing is it to not be able to know where you're going? How would you feel if you got took off into the middle of a wilderness, you had no compass whatsoever, 
you were standing everything everywhere. You turned, looked exactly the same. And they said, all right, I'm out of here. We'll see you. They get in a helicopter. They take off, and here you are. You'd just be wandering in the wilderness. <laughs> just wandering around with no direction. Let me tell you this morning, when you find Jesus, he'll give you a direction. And whichever way he leads you, it's in the right path. You see, it's easy to just wander around. It's easy just, I just take off walk and wander around. I don't know where I'm going to end up. What good is that purpose in life? How long have we walked around with no direction this morning? That too often we, we don't know what we're going to do. We don't have a clue where we're going. How, how, how long ago has it been since you got down and said, God, I need your help this morning. I need you, Lord, to show me. I have a situation coming up at work, and I need to know if I need to take the job or I need to stay where I'm at. Lord, it looks awful good. It's $10 raise an hour, uh, but, Lord, do I need to stay here or do I need to take the raise? The world's going to say, you're crazy if you don't take the raise. But let me tell you something, God can take that $10 raise and keep you right where you're at. If that's what God wants you to do, and he can make it much more than a $10 an hour raise. Are we trusting God this morning? Are we trusting him with everything that we are? I said a while ago, it's a blessing and an honor to be able to give. The Bible tells us to tithe and to give. I think, I'm thankful that I have that honor. To be able to give something back to him. You know what? We're blessed to have a good church this morning that we can give to. That we can give to, amen. That blesses people, that gives to people, that loves people. And tries to do what God wants us to do. Small things. People's donated uh, school supplies. It seems fewer sitting there thinking that it's not a serious thing for some people to be able to receive school supplies. You've missed the mark. Because to some, that's very important. It would be a hurtful thing for me to walk in. And Lord, it thanks about Brother Charles right here. We had a Christmas one time. And we come in. We had more people show up than what was supposed to. Santa Claus came. Kids got, we gave them a little something. It wasn't much. Charles grabbed me one, pulled me over the side. I said, Brother Ryan, we ain't got enough presents. I said, Brother Charles, I've already noticed that. What are you going to do? And I don't remember what he did. But Charles, boy, we either started getting dollar bills out and started handing them out, or he had gift cards he started handing out. Every kid walked out that door with something in their hand. That's Jesus. <laughs> That's Jesus wanting, to, wanting you to give just like he gave. I thought about something for a minute just to show you the importance of giving. What did God do? His son. God gave his only begotten son what did Jesus give his life <laughs> gave his life that you and I might live you think that it would be foolish to say stand here this morning and say we don't need to give I'm going to tell you this right here thought of this it's not necessarily the quantity you give but it's how much you got left over when you're done giving think about that for a minute if God tells you to give of yourself 
I've seen people at times give all the canned foods they had and leave with a cabinet empty just so somebody else wouldn't go hungry. Think about that. That's the Lord. That's the kind of heart that he has. And that's the kind of heart we should have. Little is much when God is in it. He'll, he'll make you love people you've never loved before. You say, I don't like being around that. But he will. Why? Because you'll have the same uh, desires that he has. If you're living the way he wants you to, you'll love them and forgive them and pray for your enemies just like he told us to in his word. To pray for the enemy. It's a hard thing for us cardinally to think about praying for the child molester. And for those murderers. We talked about the killings. How many of you even thought to think about praying for the one that took those lives? Think about that for a minute. That's the heart of God. Could you imagine on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them except. The murderer. He didn't say that, did he? <laughs> he said, Father, forgive them. And that was including me and all of you. I tell you, if we get the Lord, we get lined up with what God wants us to do, your life will completely change. And not only yours, but everywhere you go, the environment that which you're in, Jesus will come out of you. And it's going to change the atmosphere around you. I believe that. I believe that. Quit being silent. Quit being silent. Speak life. That one that cusses you out at work, just tell him Jesus loves you. And say, Can I, would you care to sit down with me and just let me tell you what he's done for me? Just sit down right here for just a minute. I ain't got time to fool you. Well, that'll be all right one of these days. <laughs> and just smile as big as you can smile. Quit being silent. Speak truth. Tell them the truth. The world don't care to tell you what they think. Tell them about the Lord. Very important, but make sure the Spirit of the Lord's leading you. Okay? Make sure if you stand of God is with you when you go, when you speak. If you stand up and you speak without the anointing or the presence of God, it's all in vain. You shouldn't ever stood up. Little is much when God is in it. I thought about this, and I'm going to try to hurry. How do we, how does, how does that little become much? And I, I thought of Jeremiah 29, 13, and as individuals, how do we, not for our own selves or for our own glory, but how, how do we become much for the Lord? For his honor and glory. And over there it says, when you seek me, you shall find me. When you search for me with all your heart. I want to ask you a very serious question this morning. I don't want nobody to answer me back, please. But think for just a minute. How long has it been since you truly seek the Lord? I'm not talking about a Sunday morning two-minute prayer. How long has it been since you 
Lord, I, I really need to probably be mowing the yard or do some whatever, but you know, it's been a while, Lord. <laughs> Lord, I've been going through some things. Lord, I already know where to start. Lord, would you help me this morning? Would you just help me, God? Lord, I'm in, I'm in the time of need. How many of you have been there, right? Think about that. What did he ask us to do? To seek him. When's the last time that you truly sought after God? I said this many times. I remember my grandmother and my mama. Those two women was an example to me of how you seek the Lord. Praying in their closets or praying in the altar. Pleading with God. In fear. Because they feared God. Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear. We forget that word sometimes, fear. The world don't fear God no more. But listen, the one that held the, the world in the palm of his hands, he has the power to give and the power to take away. He knows right where you are, right now. He knows every thought. He knows every desire that you have in your heart. Whether it's clean or unclean. Hallelujah. I wouldn't leave this place without making it right. If he came back this very moment. Think about where your heart's at. You say, Brother Ryan, I've heard that so many times. I'm about tired of hearing it. Well, let me tell you. It should never get old to you. Or there anything ever be confusing about that when he said in his word, I will come again. You can rest assured that there's a moment going to happen where he comes and he gets those people that love him. There's going to be a moment and there's nobody in the world, the Bible says, can tell you that time. Nobody. So it's very important that we live our every moment for him. <laughs> I want to encourage you, next time you get on that phone and you start complaining, just say, I need to get off here. I'm going to pray the Holy Spirit of the Lord to convict you and just say, ah, I'm sorry. He'll shut your mouth. Think about it. All the things that's in our life, it's not of God. The world says it's okay, but it's not okay. And we're not reading God's word like we ought to to confirm that. We're not getting on our face before God to confirm that. Dad mentioned something very important. And it is true that a lot of our older folks in this church seem like they've been attacked. We may pray, but are we getting serious with God? Saying, God, we've got people that's held this church up. Miss Earlene. Think about how long it's been since she's walked through those doors, been physically able to walk through those doors. And who, I'm guilty, how many of us have lifted her up to God and said, God, hold her right now. So many times she'd stand up and have a word to say. Boy, you're talking about the anointing coming out. You better get ready because it's fixing to be, when she stood up, you better get ready for the Lord to speak. Amen. That's what I like. 
That's what the Lord wants. Amen. Can't you tell when somebody stands up, does what God wants them to do? Next thing, somebody stand up over here and then over here. Whoop, Ricky might have to stand up and say, I don't know what I need to say, but I love the Lord. Just crying and weeping. Everything lines up just the way God wants it to. And then lives are changed forever. Forever. You want to see people come to know Jesus? It's about this. If you'll start seeking folks. I like it over. I thought about this. If you'll seek him, he'll give you strength. Think about it. If you seek him, he'll give you wisdom. The beginning of the wisdom is what? Fear of the Lord. Proverbs, go read that. The beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. If you seek him, he'll give you success. Think about that. How in the world could it not be successful if you're lined up down the path God wants you to? And boy, you walking, you, hey, hey, walking past somebody down at work said, hey, how you doing this morning? Man, it's happened to me too many times, brother. Hey, I, I think about the, them old knots on a log. Y'all ever seen a knot on a log at work you work with? They just walking around like this, and they just mad all the time. I got one, I tell you, bless IT people. I don't, but I. Phil, if I was talking. But he he don't talk to nobody. Don't say a word. And if he did, I couldn't carry on a conversation with him. He's way too more intelligent than me. And I've tried my best to make it a point every time I see him in the hall, I say, hey, buddy, how you doing today? And he's probably thinking, what a redneck. But legal, I'm, there's something good on the inside. And I, I'm a firm believer if I let that out enough, it's going to affect him a little bit. And one of these days, Daddy, I'm going to get that opportunity. When he stops long enough to say, I'm doing pretty good, how about you? I'm going to say, son, you just don't know. The Lord wants us to share what he's done for us. Yeah, the world may think you're crazy, but it's okay. Live for the Lord. Seek after Him. Also, if you seek after the Lord, when the enemy comes in like a flood, He'll raise up a standard against them. <laughs> you believe that this morning? That's God's Word. Amen. If you seek Him this morning, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Amen. None of them. Praise God. And if you seek him, as long as we seek God, he will light up your way and help you in this life no matter what your situation. Barry, I want you to turn the lights off, if you will. And I'd like for you to kill the lights in the foyer, Philip, if you don't mind. I have no idea if you can kill those TVs, but that would be fantastic. We've got a little bit of light in here, so you're cheating. But I want you to think for just a minute. Little is much when God is in it. If it was total darkness this morning, would you be confident in being able to get out of your chair and walk somewhere without getting hurt, 
or something happening to you, I'm going to say no. Because you have no idea what you're fixing to run into. You don't know if you're fixing to get off into a desert land. You don't know if you're fixing to start climbing up a hill. You don't know if the enemy's fixing to come to you and do something in your life. So listen to me. If it were possible for you in the middle of the darkness, the Bible says the darkness cannot, absolutely cannot comprehend the light. I said it a while ago and over in Matthew it talks about for we are the light of the world. Let's back up. It's not saying you are and you are. It is if Jesus is in your life. Without him, you are not the light of the world. But with him, with him, listen. If you were total darkness this morning, and all of a sudden somebody turned a little light on, and they begin to shine it in front of you, how many would you? How many of you in this room would want to grab a hold of this light so you could see? Honey, I know that you being in the wheelchair, you would sure love to be able to know if you're going to go up or down a hill, right? It's very dangerous in our walks of life to walk without a light in front of us. And you see, this is just a little old small light. You know what it makes me think about? It makes me think about before I came to know Jesus. When the conviction set in, and that little old sweet voice began to speak to my heart, I seen a little bit of the light. And then when I knelt down and said, Lord, please forgive me. You know what happened? You can turn all those lights back on. You were able to see again. You were able to finally see. Now listen, today, no matter where you are, no matter what you've been facing, he's wanting to shine his light inside of you. He wants to change your life. He wants to mold you into, into what he wants you to be. Little, you are very little without God in your life. Quit trying to do things for yourself. Quit making your own plans. Start making his plans. Find out what he wants. Start walking by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by sight. Start living the way he wants you to live. I tell you, when God gets in the middle of something, he messes everything up that the devil had planned. He was good enough to put his hand on my family. And every time when we needed healing, when we needed, when we prayed for Tanza's family to start coming to church, when we prayed for my daddy's to be healed from cancer, when my son had a hole in his lung, when my wife had ulcerated colitis, when that one that was strung out on addiction 
and people and everybody in the world said, there's no way. <laughs> you know, you hear it all the time, but I believe it's the truth. You say, they ain't no 12-step pro. Yep, that does help people. But I'll tell you, there'll be a complete change when you go to the one, Jesus. And listen, it don't matter what kind of problem you're facing. That little thing that bugs you. Paul said, I have a thorn in the flesh. There's probably one thing that everybody's sitting in this room that just tries to, the enemy comes at you and he tries to just tear you all to pieces with that one thing. You know, that this morning, that one other thing I want to say about uh, before I sit down is too often we get too worried about everybody else's problems. Too often we want to discuss everybody else's failures and how they've And I believe, and we can talk about it after church if you don't agree. But I believe is if Jesus was here, I believe no matter what anybody does, that if he's seen this, and he does, he sees every one of you. No matter what it is, if you fell on your face, I believe he'd get up from where he's at. Go right to where you are. He'd just begin to pick you up. He'd get right down there with you. Say, listen to me. Let me tell you about what I done. You don't have to live this way. All the failures and shortcomings in your life, I can get rid of every one of them. And I won't remember them no more. All you need to do is just ask for my forgiveness. I want to set you on a course that I had planned for you before you was in your mother's womb. And I see your future. But it's your choice. I don't know about you, but that's exciting to me. To know that the God of all creation thought of me. And he even made a plan for me. And all the time I feel his goodness and his mercy when I have shortcomings. And when I fall short. And he's right there with his arm around me. He said, son, I ain't give up yet. Father, as he sits on the right hand of the throne, don't give up on me just yet. There's good in that young man. He's going to do some great things. Just forgive him and give him one more chance. Father, remember I laid on a cross that he may be forgiven. Today is a great opportunity for you to seek after the Lord and to find yourself getting on that path that God has for you. Quit doing it your way. Just stop. Quit trying to figure it out. His ways are so much higher than our ways. So much greater than our ways.
you would stand this morning. As Philip just softly prays, I want to ask you to come this morning. Um, I believe that little is much when God is in it. And in your life, if you want God to truly show up, you're going to have to start looking for Him. Don't be the one that gets caught praying on Sunday morning and just hoping and not living your life according to what he wants you to do and seeking after him. And just hoping to go off everybody else's blessing. God has something for you. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless your marriage. He wants to pour His Spirit out upon your family, your children, your home. And He not only wants to do that, but He wants to use you, every one of you, to shine His light so that all the world may see it. This morning, I'd like for you to come. You don't have to have in your life you don't have to have anything going wrong maybe you just want to thank him for what he's done this week maybe you want to thank him for saving you but just maybe there's something going on maybe you hadn't been just where you need to be wish you'd come this morning I'm going to pray and if y'all want to come I love you too. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, grateful for Jesus and the blood that was shed on the cross. Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, that you remind me moment after moment that it's not about me. Father, if we could just seek you, Lord. And God, we get our lives in your perfect will. God, we just begin to love on you. With all of our hearts. God, quit getting too many things in front of you. God, if we just start loving you, Lord, those little things, those nitpicky things that the enemy comes at us with, we won't be so subject to fall into. But God will be great in strength. Not because of us, but because of you. God, those temptations won't be so great and hard to stray away from. Hard to run from. But God, you are almighty. Lord, you're the big Lord, you're my beginning and you're my end. Lord, when I'm in the valley, you're the one there with me. Lord, when I'm on the mountain and everything's going great, you're the one there with me. Lord, you're my current help in this present time of need. God, is this church here today? Lord, as we have an opportunity to pray. Lord, just to seek you, Lord, whether they're in this altar or whether they're standing right where they are. God, if they're calling out to you this morning, God, I pray, Lord, that you would hear their cry. Lord, you said that you would in the book of Psalms. And God, I pray, Lord, they just begin to speak life over their self. God, they just begin to speak life over their family. God, life over their home. I speak life over their family. God, I pray goodness and mercy would follow them all the days of their life as you said it would.
in your word. God, I believe if they had quit believing the lies of the enemy, Lord, they'd start believing your word and what it says for us. God, you're there for us in every moment. Lord, there's no mountain too tall that we can't climb. Father, we're grateful for your mercy. God, we're thankful for your grace. Father, I pray that you would do something great inside this building this morning. God, as we, the body of believers, your church, not the building, God, but your church full of many members standing in this church and God, all the people around this community, every church house across America and the entire world. God, I pray, Lord, and I ask that your spirit would just begin to fall. And God, that you just begin to move like you never have. God, Lord, some may say that I'm just a little voice. I am God, but I believe in your word, and I believe in that anointing, God, and I don't care what kind of yoke has been placed on people's lives. You're able to destroy that yoke, that bondage that we're in, God. Lord, you're able to deliver us from whatever, Lord. You are our provider this morning, God, whatever we have need of, Lord. God, just begin to pour out your spirit. God, we'd quit following our own footsteps. We'd quit wandering in the wilderness, trying to figure out the way to go. And God, we'd get in your word. God, we'd begin to seek after you as those that came before us. Lord, the Bible talks about a great cloud of witnesses. God, those people that have loved you, even those in this room that love you and cherish you and desire you and more of you and more of you and more of you, let us be those people. God, let us seek after you. Father, help us today. Help us, Lord, in this house. God, be that great light. Lord, I can name many right now that is in such a need. Let somebody in this house, Lord, go speak to them. Let somebody pick up that phone and call them. Let somebody get on their knees, Lord, and pray for those folks. Lord, let us be the hands and feet of your ministry. God, let us do, let us be the people. God, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to love you and know you and to give just like you gave your very best. Lord, we thank you this morning. And God, I bless your name. You're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. Help us see that and live that out, not only in every day of our life, but every time we come through those doors. Let us be submissive to your will and to your Holy Spirit. God, we're grateful this morning.